1: Acceptance in this program is limited, so get your application in today. Go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join.
2: Notre Dame fans, welcome to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm the publisher at irishbreakdown.com, and I'm joined today by former Notre Dame captain and future NFL offensive lineman Robert Hainsey. Uh Robert, we're going to have a lot to talk about today, but first of all, man, I really want to thank you for uh, for joining us and and sitting down and, and kind of talking about what's going on with you and and getting a chance to talk with you about uh, about your Notre Dame experience.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Well, let's dive in right now. Obviously, uh, your your Notre Dame career is completed. I believe you've graduated already as well, correct? So you have four-year starting career in hand, degree in the other hand, and you're now ready for the next chapter. Where are you right now and kind of what are you going through as far as, uh, obviously, you're getting ready for the draft, but where are you and and who are you working out with and kind of where do things stand with you right now?
3: Yeah, I'm out here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, training at Exos. Um, Liam's out here as well so we got to do this together which is really cool and and helpful but you know Exos has done a great job of preparing us for the what would be the combine and but what's going to be this year pro day you know doing a whole lot with our, our testing our 40s our agility and three cone bench press and then on top of that just all the other workouts are geared toward getting you know stronger and faster so everything's been really good these last two months and since there's no combine I got a little bit more time out here but just enjoying it, enjoying some sun before I get back to South Bend, and um, just uh, just trying to continue to move forward for those tests and stuff coming up at Pro Day.
2: So that'll be late March, I believe, around the 29th or so. I believe is when the Notre Dame Pro Day is. So, uh, are you are 31st? Yeah. Wednesday. Okay. So are you going to be going through a full, I mean, you're, you're hundred percent healthy. You're good to go. No lingering effects from, from the season. So will you be doing a full, uh, a full workout there or are you guys going to be doing other things? What is your kind of plan as far as what you're going to be doing a pro day?
3: Yeah. As far right now, you know, I'm good to go for everything. Keep working on all the tests. And I think the way it's going to work is, you know, we'll get there. We'll do all the testing stuff. So bench for these all the time things. And then in groups, we'll do position stuff. So, Bow line will go and then you know quarterbacks receivers d-line defensive backs linebackers and in staggered kind of groups i believe mm-hmm. so it's probably going to be from like nine or something in the morning probably about one in the afternoon uh to get it all done especially since we have like 14 guys so but that's that'll be how it goes and i'm looking forward to it looking forward to getting out there in front of uh, scouts and coaches again
2: now you're in a unique situation um because not only are you trying to get ready for the draft, but four of your your line partners, or three three of your other total and four, but three of your other line partners are getting ready for that. You said you're working out with Liam. Uh, you obviously Aaron Banks is is going through the process, and Tommy Kramer's going through the process. You and Tommy have kind of played side by side rotated and shared a position in 2017 that have kind of played side by side in the last three years. So, um, you know, is this a thing where you guys are are in communication? Hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what's working for me. Or are you just kind of all following your trainers and agents, uh, advice and just kind of chugging along?
3: Yeah, I think we're all kind of following our, the, whatever our trainers and stuff have us doing. Obviously me and Liam are the same agent and training at the same place. So we're doing pretty much the exact same thing. Um, but when we get back, uh, the testing and stuff—that's that's everyone's on their own. But when we're doing the drills and stuff, it's good that we've been together for so long because we know how we know how to do drills, right? We know how each other work, and it's it's going to be really helpful. Like just playing, having guys playing defense—you know, holding the bag for us—that have done it before. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge advantage for us, just being so used to used to having each other to work out with.
2: And obviously right now you're going through drills and training and and 40 time and shuttles and all those kind of things. But uh, you had an opportunity to do what now is actually even more important. And that is the Reese's senior bowl. And uh, the combine was announced, I believe right before the senior bowl or right after I can't remember the timeline was announced that there would be no in-person combine, which puts even more emphasis on the senior bowl. Um, Let's kind of talk a little bit about that experience for you, Robert, you, you, you know, you were a right tackle your entire career at Notre Dame. You played left tackle at IMG Academy, and then you, you're kind of there. And okay, you're you're playing guard first day, left and right guard, mostly left guard, and then you're playing center. What was that experience like for you um, overall? And then and then, obviously, uh, what was it like for you being able to move inside and and play? I know you've kind of done some practice stuff inside, but really taking like live fire reps. What was it like for you moving inside and um, and playing those two positions?
3: Yeah, I mean, just the whole, the Senior Bowl in itself was such a fun experience. You know, anytime you get to go play more football, it was it was a blast. So, and then having uh, Banks and Ian, Daylon, uh Ben out there, like it was it was great to see those guys too. And just especially with Banks, you know, getting to play a little bit next to Banks was was awesome. As far as like sliding to those inside positions, you know, I just, I knew it was gonna I knew that I was gonna do it, and I went in with no I actually had no intention of playing center because I hadn't. I just didn't feel practiced enough. I had never taken any reps at center. Like I snapped a little bit on air, but we were in there. It was like the second practice and and there was kind of a spot there. No one really jumped up real, real quick. So I just just jumped in, did it. I really liked it. And I told the coach, uh, Lem Jean Pierre with the dolphins, I was like, Hey, I'm enjoying this. Let me, let me keep playing some center. He's like, all right, sounds good. So doing that was, I think a huge help for me. You know, a lot of teams that I interviewed with that week told me that asked about sliding inside and, told me they enjoyed seeing me playing inside. So those things I think were extremely helpful. But ultimately it was just – it was a lot of fun doing something new. After playing right tackle for four years was, was awesome. But getting a new challenge and a new – I have to test myself a little bit more and learn a couple new techniques and how things change in the inside positions. I mean, that's, that's really fun for me just because I love learning new things when it comes to football especially.
2: Well, I know you love to compete. I, I remember you did a very similar thing for you. Well, gosh, we were, we are talking this before the show, but I think it was four and a half years ago when you were at the, uh, the, the Nike opening, the finals out there. Very similar thing. Somebody, yeah. somebody step up a guard, somebody step up a center and you hopped right in and, and took reps. I remember watching you battle yeah, Marvin knew. Wilson and those guys. So, um, I'm sure those things don't go unnoticed by, by NFL offensive line coaches and scouts. So, um, were you surprised how, um, how naturally I say naturally came to you. But I mean, look, I watched the I watched the the practice clips. I watched, you know, the all 22 practice clips. I, I, I was surprised. You tell me you hadn't practiced a whole lot. That surprises me because I thought outside of, you know, I mean, I I thought you looked smooth there. I thought you looked comfortable there. I just assumed that you'd been, you'd been kind of practicing for that because, you know, your ability because you know this, Robert, snapping, stepping and blocking all in one quick thing is not an easy it's not an easy thing to
3: do. No, and, and it wasn't, but, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's just – it's nothing too outside the realm of what I've al- always been doing. Um, things might happen a little bit faster on the inside. Your stance and pre-snap position might change a little bit, but at the end of the day, it just it just comes back to, you know, playing ball and, like, playing my style of ball, using my technique to my advantage and using my strength. So I knew when I, I, knew when I got to the senior bowl and then once I started sliding around, like, I knew no matter where I was at, I was going to be able to excel because I just – Use, use my strengths to my ability
2: now obviously the the, the draft process isn't about necessarily working on your pass set and things like that right now it will, will after the draft you will kind of get back to that but what are the areas right now as far as getting ready for the combine uh, or the pro day I should say and the different workouts what's kind of the areas of emphasis for you right now what are some areas that you're working on to try to continue to build your your
0: draft
3: profile yeah i mean you know there's there's all the basic drills so we do a lot with our four
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
3: get those times down and our cone drills, just the bending and the, the line touches though. There's a lot of little, I didn't re- never realize how much little detail can change it so much, but you know, working on those things um, and then in the weight room, just get, like I said, getting bigger, stronger as much as we can. You know, there's obviously a heavy emphasis on bench cause they want us to bench well, since that's the combine exercise, but everything else, I think I've just been trying to do go as hard as I can really and get the most out of it. And so I'm looking forward to getting back to like some football specific stuff, too. But right now, I think it's it's mostly just getting those doing everything I can to, to put out the best numbers I can since because that's what matters right now.
2: The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy from big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Let's kind of take off your your offensive line player hat, and let's kind of put on your evaluation evaluation cap here real quick Robert let's talk about your game when you watch yourself when you evaluate yourself when you're talking about obviously I know you're a guy that will say hey look these are the areas where I got to keep getting better and better and better but if you were to say hey I'm an offensive line coach I'm evaluating Robert Hansey what are the strengths of your game what are the things that you that you say allowed you to be as successful as I'm telling you, success. I'm not saying that, you know. You, you, you I know you're going to be humble about it, but, but uh, you know, you're. There aren't a lot of people that start basically for four years at the University of Notre Dame, especially during an era when Notre Dame's line play was so good. What do you believe are the strengths of your game? What are teams going to be getting when they look at Robert Hanzy on film?
3: Yeah, you know, I think like if the team is going to get like the biggest thing, big picture is just consistency. I've been doing this. I've been doing it for four years and I think I've been getting better every year Um, to me. And like that's that's what shows like what a great player is, is being consistent. You can't you can't get too high or too low ever. And that kind of plays into some of the other things I think I do well, like using my technique in my hands. I think I do a great job of because I know I know what I do well and I try to use that as much as possible. So on the consistency side, like I always say, like we always say, like you can't get beat by the same thing twice or you can't make the same mistake twice. So like defensive ends, defensive linemen, like they're going to make good plays. They're going to get you. But what ha- what matters is not letting it happen again. You can't let that same move get you again. You got you to gotta self-correct it in game because not everyone's looking at, there's not someone looking at you every play in the game telling you what you need to fix. So I, I do a really good job of understanding what I need to fix and feeling it and adjusting it myself and not if something if something gets me or a move gets me or something they do not letting it happen again that's that's something I take a lot of pride in because you can't you don't want to be that guy that lets down the rest of the unit in the offense so really trying to emphasize not making the same mistake twice and being consistent is a huge a huge part of my game i think coaches have seen that and that's that's what I'm going to continue to do
2: now, you, when you look at your, you talk about you've gotten better every year. I would, I would concur with that based on my own evaluations. But you've had a bit of a, um, it, it. There's been some change with what you had to go through the last four years. Obviously, you recruited Notre Dame by Coach Eastan. You co- you played under Coach Eastan in 2017. Uh, he moved on to the NFL for an opportunity in the NFL, which is what you're trying to do now. Um, and then you were coached by Coach Quinn, and then of course you've had different GAs. I know Coach Watt was was an influential part of what you guys did this year too. What are some of the things that you could look back at your time and you look at, you know, some things you learned from Coach Heastan that allowed you to develop as a player? What are some things that you learned from Coach Quinn and Coach Watt that have kind of helped you put all of it together into what we see now, which is, like you said, a consistent, steady, effective player for a program that every year was was trying to battle to win a national championship?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could say enough good enough good things about any one of those guys, but you're going back to like my freshman year when I came in early with, with coach Easton and he was, that's I think when I was really molded into the player I was not necessarily like is, is um, developed technique wise, but just the type of player and the type of person I needed to be, to be a captain in Notre Dame and be a future NFL player. Cause I got to play with guys like Mike and Q that year and Sam and bars the next year and watch them and understand who were all captains and like watch them and understand what they did and why they were the captains and why they were so good at what they, at, um, at what they did playing offensive line. And especially that first year, you know, coach Easton just taught me a lot of valuable lessons when it comes to football, just to do the extra, go the extra mile and never forget like what, what gets people blocked and what, and just going back to basics. Cause there's a whole lot of the theories out there about different technique you can use and all kinds of stuff. And I think everything has a little bit of merit to it, but you got to do what, what works for you. And at the end of the day, it's not rocket science to play offensive line. You know, you just go back to your basics and your fundamentals that he taught me. And that that's, what's going to get guys blocked. If every time over the last four years, I go back and watch film uh, myself, anytime I'm, I'm off or I'm getting beat, it comes back to just a handful of things that I've I learned my freshman year that I've just carried with me for forever. And coach Quinn continued to instill those things because the technique coaching didn't change. Once he left, it was the same. We were still doing the same things, so it really just came down to us coaching each other and coaching ourselves, and taking the coaching from our GAs and Coach Quinn as to how to how to keep improving it. Because, like like I said, it doesn't change much, and that those are going to be the things that get guys blocked.
2: And the last thing in regards to the coaching, it was it was kind of interesting when Notre Dame hired Chris Watt, who was part of the original coach he offensive lines at Notre Dame in two thousand twelve and two thousand thirteen. Did, did having a coach, you know, obviously Jeff Quinn was on, Coach Quinn was on campus, you know, was around when Coach Easton was here. Then you bring in Chris Watt. Did those influences allow you guys to kind of just build on the foundation that Coach Easton laid as opposed to bringing some outside coach who really had no, had a, you know, like you said, there's all types of different philosophies to go about this instead of hiring someone maybe that, that had all these new different drills and techniques and emphases. Did you think that that allowed you guys to kind of, keep building on that foundation? Cause you obviously, uh, Liam and Tommy came in a year before you, but then you and Aaron came in the same class. So a lot of the foundation of this year's line sort of was built in two years. So was that, a, was that helpful for you to be able to kind of have some level of continuity the last four years?
3: Oh yeah. I mean, after, I mean, we've played between the four of us who left. I mean, we we played a lot of games together. I don't know how many like combined starts we have, but it's definitely a lot. Um, and, you know, that's kind of been the theme over the last four years or even the last, I mean, almost eight or nine years. Like, a couple guys would leave and a couple new guys would step up. Um, so this year it's a little bit different for them coming back. You know, they they got to fill four spots. Mm-hmm. And they have the guys that can do it. I'm not worried about that at all, especially with the guy, like you said, with like Watt there because Watt's a guy that all of us trust and that we know whatever he tells us, he's telling us the right thing. He's not hes not a guy who's going to – try to be flashy like Watt's a get your job done kind of guy and it's, it's the exact exact mold of a Notre Dame offensive lineman that you need and to have a guy like that in a coaching position is invaluable to that room so it's been it's been great having Watt there you know I'm, I'm excited for him to continue to coach those guys and I can't wait to get back and see them and help too and but Chris Watt's going to be a very good offensive line coach somewhere whenever he gets his opportunity
2: Agree. Uh, you had mentioned earlier about your influences from a teammate standpoint early in your career. Obviously, your first year at Notre Dame in 2017, you were on the same line with with Mike McGlinchey and Quinton Nelson and Sam Musfer and Alex Bars. All four of them got a, got some starts, got action this year in the NFL. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, in 2017, it was sort of Q and Mike's team. And then 2018, Alex and Sam became the leaders. What are some things and you can talk about all of them, or just kind of part of them. But what are some things that you can point to and say, "Had I not been able to play with those guys, I'm not sure I would have learned this particular lesson." You know, and it, when when you talk about then applying it to yourself to where you can be, became to your captain, because like you were the only captain at your senior year at IMG Academy, correct? You were mm-hmm. the only team, so there was already some intangibles there. It's not like you didn't have some of that built in, but what are some things you learned from them early on that allowed you to become an even better player and an even better leader as you got into become where you were the veteran?
3: Yeah. And I th- it's, it's interesting. Cause they all, they all did everything very well, but they, I think I kind of learned different things from each of them. You know, Mike is, I learned, I think one thing I learned from Mike, you know, on the football side is like, I watched a ton of film with Mike playing tackle. So Mike taught me a whole lot about how to evaluate, other teams and how to evaluate yourself and just, you know, what you need to look for in when you're trying to get better and when you're trying to scout out other guys. He was also, I think Mike was also the, like the most like political of everyone. Whereas like, I think Mike is just a very well-spoken guy. He's always easy to hold a conversation with. And, you know, those are, those are little things that like, you know, people make people feel comfortable around you Mm -hmm. because I think, you know, it's, it's easier. And I I think he's still better at than me, but I think I learned how to be that kind of like try to work on those things, you know, being a conversationalist and being able to talk and be able to articulate what I want to say and be, be brief about it, but really get my point across. Like that's something he taught me great, uh, a great deal of. And, you know, Q, I mean, Q was just in the weight room, his mentality and on the field, his mentality is just absolutely dominant. So whenever I was with him, like that was my standard, you know, I had to, I had to be as good as him. And I think after he left, there was, you know, I wanted to fill that void. I wanted to be the guy that everyone, that other other guys look up to, and they're like, man, like I, that's the standard. I need to work to that. And so that freshman year, you know, something I learned a great deal was, I love was, like I was the youngest guy, obviously, you know, two fifth, you had a fifth year, and three true seniors. So in that, at that spot, you know, you you got to be the guy. You got to earn their trust, and they got to be able to count on you. And the quarterback and running back got to be able to count on you. So I learned quickly that, you know, it's 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 about five of us seeing it through one set of eyes and doing like everything we can to protect the quarterback and open up holes in the run game. But you just got to mature quick and, and play with those guys because I played with great players that year and had to play up to play to their standard or our standard, the Notre Dame line standard. So that was something that taught me a lot. And so that experience, I think, just helped me mature fast and learn what I needed to do and try to keep, taking as many lessons from those guys as I could over the years.
2: Now you were a two-year captain at Notre Dame and that, that is rare for someone who did it. That wasn't a fifth year senior, you know, so you were a captain as a junior and then obviously a senior. Was it important to you to, when you kind of thought about how you went about your business on a daily basis that you had a similar impact on that next generation of Notre Dame offensive linemen, like, Q and Mike and Alex and Sam had on you when you were a young offensive lineman?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think those those things that like they taught me, I tried to teach the young guys as much as I can, you know. And it's it's about it's about those guys wanting to do it and us always being available. You know, it was it was never a time when someone asked to do something and you told them no you couldn't. You always made time for those guys because like you said like they're the next at this point now like those are the guys, those are the guys that got to play. And I can't wait to watch them develop and play. Now it's it's going to be a blast. But yeah, those the way those guys taught us. You know, you had guys like Zach and Nick, Ronnie. Those guys would come back, and when they came back, like during spring ball and their off season to coach us. You know, you notice you're like, man, like these guys are taking time out of their lives to come coach us. And it's it's a special special bond and tradition. I think that I'm I'm excited to be a part of now as an alum.
2: Now, let's just kind of just look big picture here for a second, Robert. Yeah, obviously, Notre Dame is a, a different deal. You didn't co- come to Notre Dame. I remember following your recruitment and talking to you back when you were a high school senior. Obviously, coming to play for Coach Easton in a place where you felt you'd get developed as an offensive lineman, of course, was important. But I remember your decision went much deeper than just the football aspect of it. Now, looking back four years later, now, what are some of the lessons that you've learned not just as, you know, Robert Haynesy, the the right tackle, two-time captain or whatever, but what are some lessons that you look back and say when you're done with your playing career, when you're a, a husband and a father and those kind of things that you learn from your time at Notre Dame, you know, because they pre- they preach that holistic development, you know, not just football, but a man. What are some lessons that you learned uh, that that, you know, you think are unique to your Notre Dame experience?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I went to Notre Dame for a lot of reasons, but ultimately it came down to I thought that after four years at Notre Dame, I'd be, become the all around like best person I could be. And like you said, like those when I'm gonna be a husband and a father and those things, you know, like I said, don't you don't wanna be the guy that lets the unit down. Like those guys are counting on you. So when you have a when you have a family, you know, those people are counting on you. And like Coach Eastan would say those things, uh, my freshman year. he like, if if these guys can't trust you to do your job you know you're going to have a family one day they they have to trust you to provide for them and those things like really like well, even when i was 18 in my freshman year those things stuck with me and kind of all those lessons i learned as a football player i i try to carry into my everyday life you know and it's it's really it's really just as simple as you know doing the right thing being respectful to people being places early and on time doing doing all those little things that some people that a lot of people don't think are that important. You know, I think in our room, we take a great deal of pride in doing those little things the right way. And just after four years of that, it's just become, it's just who I am. and That's who all of us are. It's, that's how we operate. That's how we do things. And you can see it now when you start to intermingle with the guys from other places, you know, not everyone's like that. So I think it's a really special thing you learn in Notre Dame and any, anyone who goes there and buys into the culture and, spends four years there is going to be a much, much better person because of it. All
2: right, Robert. So uh, I'm a noter- I'm an NFL general manager, right? And I've got my offensive line coach here beside me, and we're contemplating drafting Robert Hainsey, uh to our football team. Tell me why we should draft you and what we're getting into our organization should we make that decision.
3: Yeah, you know, I think you're going to get a guy, one, who's just like I talked about the consistency, like I'm gonna be consistent from day one and I'm gonna do everything I can to to be the starter and be the best player I can be. It's not really about for me any individual accolades, like whatever I can do to help my team win is what I'm gonna do. And to me that means becoming the best player I can be, knowing as much as I can about our offense and doing the extra doing extra on that side and doing extra when I'm studying film with the other team, you know, I'm excited to learn more about how those how defenses work because we didn't have to know as much at Notre Dame. So if if a team were to draft me, what they're going to get is just a guy who's going to come in every day with a pro's mentality because I know, I know a lot of guys who have done it. You know, going back all the way, Zach, Q, Mike, Ronnie, Nick, Sam, Bars. I've talked to all those guys, and that's anywhere from the sixth pick to two undrafted guys who are starters now, and all those guys are starting in the NFL. And there's a couple All Pros, and a couple Pro Bowls in there. So. I think the track record of Notre Dame tells you the type of person you're going to get. But to me specifically, I'm going to do everything I can to be the best player I can be like I've always done. And those things are, what's going to help me, help propel me forward because there's really no, there's really no uh, ceiling. I think, I think I can be a very good player. And I know that with the work I'm going to put in, I'm going to get to that point.
2: I think, I think based on some things I've read lately, some of the analysts are starting to figure that out now. (laughs) So hopefully they're, they're starting to come around to what I've been trying to tell people for a while. So before we let you go, Robert, uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of your past former teammates, the, some of those up and coming guys. Cause one of the, um, one of the drawbacks for Notre Dame fans, when they've had guys like you and Liam and, and Aaron and Tommy who have just dominated the offensive line for so many years is we didn't get a chance to see a lot of the younger guys you took on a leadership role in the last two years. And from, from sources I've talked to, not just from a setting the example, but also taking some of those young guys under your wing. So if you don't mind, let's kind of wrap up talking about a couple of those guys. And we'll start off with, we have to start off with the Pennsylvania, you know, guy that's from your area, Pennsylvania guy. Uh, so, so let's just talk about kind of Andrew Kristoffick and sort of how you've seen him develop. And what do you think uh, you know, he's capable of being at, at Notre Dame here moving forward?
3: Yeah, you know, Kristoff is a great guy. I mean, he's going to be a great player. Like it's like you said, it's a little bit tough because you haven't seen those guys take, take that many live reps. But getting to see him in practice and getting to watch him play, you know, there's a lot of guys in that room that are going to have to step up this year and do a great job. And Kristoff, I'm really excited to watch and get back. And, you know, hopefully we're back there during spring ball and I can help out as much as I can. I think he can excel at tackle or guard. I think, you know, the way he moves and his size is just – I think he might even be more fit for a guard. I'd love to see him get a chance in there, because um, you got a couple longer guys who can play the tackle. But I think no matter where he ends up, he's going to be able to excel as long as he just keeps developing and keeps working at it. But he has a great, great work ethic, and I really, I'm really excited to see how uh, where he ends up.
2: Now Quinn Carroll's a guy that that you know you may not want me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. That that I that I was told when he went through his injury, you were very instrumental in kind of helping him mentally work through that, and and that's part of that leadership thing. But he was able to get through that. He was able to get back out on the field this year. Um, you know that that first year away from the injury can can be can be a a, a challenge. But you know as he progresses and moves forward, what do you see from Quinn Carroll and what you know his skill set and what he might be capable of at Notre Dame?
3: Yeah. I like Quinn's. I like the way Quinn moves a lot. Like his technique is—he's very on point. And the biggest thing with him that's I've noticed, like he's—he's he's very coachable. Playing when he was, since he was backing me up, you know, in practice we did a ton together, and he's always—he was always asking for coaching points and like to look at things. And it was the same thing I did, like when I was his age, like every pretty much every time you come off asking for something, and then, and there's not always something. And I never really know realized that until the roles were kind of reversed. Like whenever I came off as a young guy, I, I always wanted some immediate feedback. And sometimes Mike would just be like, no, it's good. And I'm like, dude, there's gotta be something. But then like, <laughs> he, He'll come off and like, Rob, what'd you see? I'm like, dude, it looks good. Like I just, there's really nothing to tell you. So that was kind of interesting getting to see the other side of that coin, but I'm excited for him to, to step up and really play some meaningful football now, because I think he has all the intangibles to do. So it's as long, like I said, with your like all these guys, there's going to have to keep, working really hard, the technique, you know, and they're going to do that because they know what it takes.
2: We'll wrap up with Tosh Baker. Obviously you only got to play with Tosh for one season. Uh, You know, he's a bit of a different guy than, than, you know, you, you and Andrew and and even Quinn to a degree, very long, athletic, got to build that body up. But do you see some tools there? Do you see some potential with Tosh to eventually maybe become a, a, a really good tackle in that next generation of great tackles at Notre Dame?
3: Yeah, you know, with with the right development, I think Tosh might have some of the highest upside in that in that room. Um, Like, not obviously, he didn't get to do a ton with him. He was on scout team this last year, and you know, most of the time the younger guys and older guys were separated because of COVID guidelines, but getting to know him as much as I can. He's a great kid, but like I said, I mean, the way he moves and as long as he can kind of keep working on his feet and his hands, his technique, those basic things that, that are hard to figure out. But you know, once he figures them out, he's going to be, it's going to be really hard to get around a guy like that with that length and size. Um, So he's going to be a guy to look out for, for sure.
2: Robert, I want to thank you for taking time with us. Uh, I know this is, this is an exciting time for you and, it's, uh, it's a little different than the last time you went through this process because the last time you got to pick where you went, now it's it's completely yeah. the opposite. Um, but we wish you all the best. I know a lot of Notre Dame fans are pulling for you, and uh, I've already had plenty of people on our on on Twitter and, and our YouTube page are like, I hope my team picks them here and my team picks them there. So uh, enjoy the process, and we all look forward to kind of seeing how things go at Pro Day. And then, of course, we get to April 29th, Uh, We're all going to be looking forward to seeing what your next future home is in the National Football League.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.